Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Yes, I know it's been a few days, uh, but there have been some things going on. Nothing bad, just things, you know, life happens, shit happens, all that good stuff. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for watching, liking, commenting, sharing, all that good stuff. And if you're listening over on Anchor.fm or other podcasting uh, platforms, thank you for listening. If you are listening on Anchor.fm, you know there's a little link you can click. Come right over to my YouTube page, subscribe there. And if you're listening on and watching on YouTube, there's a link down below for my Anchor.fm page. So you can go over there and listen to me on the go. On the go, on the move, while you're taking a shit, uh, which is probably appropriate for the shit I put out. Hey, there you go. Poop joke. But, uh, and if this is your first time, maybe you already know, we, I live in Cambodia, and we recently moved into some new digs, some new apartments. Uh, moving is horrible, of course. Nobody likes to move. It's like you got your old apartment, your old house, your, you know, you, you got everything set up the way you want. You know where everything is. You can negotiate the area in the dark. You know where to walk uh, so you don't stub your toe, hit your shin, uh, walk into a wall, injure yourself permanently. If you're reaching for something, you can do it in the dark because you know where everything is. And then when you move, you got to take all that, put it in bags, put it in suitcases, put it in uh, boxes, move to a new place. You have no idea where nothing is. You have to negotiate a whole new terrain. Uh, a whole new way of doing things. And when you move, you don't just move. You don't just put your stuff in and go, hey, I'm home, unless you're me. I'm kind of a slob. I don't really care where things go, just here, there, everywhere. Uh, but my girlfriend, she's kind of an OCD. She has to have things a certain way. So you put things where you think you want them on that first day. And then over the course of the next few days, you realize, I don't want that there. I want this here. I want the bed moved around this way. I want things in the closet over here this way. So uh, moving is like a uh, one-day thing over here anyway. But getting things the way you want it where you can negotiate without having to trip over things and uh, stub your toe on a, on a ledge leading, a little step leading up to the bathroom, which they have here, <clears throat> it comes with time. All right. So that's what's been happening, and we decided, uh, or I decided to take a couple days off. But now we're back on track, got things basically the way we want it, and uh, I'll be back to my regular upload schedule, which is good, because I missed you guys. You might not have missed me. You're probably thinking, well, were you even gone? It's usually the reaction I get. Even when I was growing up, I would come home. I'd be away for a week. I'd come home. My parents were like, hey, do you want something to eat? I was like, uh, did you miss me? They were, were you gone? <laughs> okay. Story of my life. But uh, for this next story, I'm going to preface it by saying this. If you're not of a certain age, I want to catch you up to speed. Uh, back before digital, back before DVDs, back before Blu-rays and all that good stuff, all the great technology we have today. Movies would be like in the theaters, right? The big theaters. It was a big deal. You go to the movies, get to see something awesome, you hope. But if you wanted to see it after it left theaters, 
You couldn't just go online. You couldn't order it from Amazon because there was no Amazon back then. Uh, you would have to go to a, a, a video rental store. And it is just what it sounds like. Even before DVDs and Blu-rays, they would have VHS copies of all the movies that had left theaters that were now available for you to watch at home. Uh, you would have to get the VHS tape, put it in a VCR, uh, which weighed about, you know, 73 pounds or something, to watch it in the comfort of your own home. You would have, they would ask you to go out, leave your home, go to a special place, deal with other people, find the movie you want, have a membership at that place. You also had to have a membership. And then go home to watch it, and sometimes you only got it for a night. If it was a new release, sometimes two or three nights, uh, then you'd return it. But you had to be on track. You had to remember, so they didn't charge you again, you had to remember when to return it. And I'm telling you that because this story actually happened last month. A woman moved from Oklahoma to Texas. Now, why she moved from, from anywhere to Texas, I don't know. Because Texas is trying to be the new Florida in terms of crazy, right? You got, you got Ted Cruz from Texas uh, saying all these crazy conspiracy theory things. You know, Ted Cruz is America's creepy uncle that nobody wants to show up for the family reunion. But he does anyway, and you're just kind of like, oh, God, this guy again. Uh, but anyway, I think she moved for love because she got married, so she moved to Texas. And she went to the Department of Motor Vehicles so she could change her information. She had to change her last name, get another driver's license, and all that good stuff. And uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in any state is a shithole. It's like the seventh layer of hell, okay? It's so bad that even normally really nice people, like the kind of people who will let uh, somebody step in front of the line at a grocery, you know, when you're waiting to check out a grocery store, you know, you see a single mom with a screaming kid or you see somebody maybe on crutches or in a wheelchair. You're, you know, nice people will be like, you know what, you go first. I can wait. I got all the time in the world. But the DMV is so horrible, it makes everybody into an insane psychopath. There is no nice at the Department of Motor Vehicles. I don't care if that old lady's got cancer and she's about to fall over and die right now. She's not getting ahead of me because I want to get the hell out of there. It's okay. Uh, I want to get out of there. So all the niceties go out the window. That's the kind of place the DMV is. But she goes there and she gets a phone call and says, hey, there's a problem. We can't do anything for you because you got a problem in Oklahoma. She couldn't figure out what it was. What problem do I have in Oklahoma? So she calls the number that they gave her and come to find out she has a felony warrant. She is a felon a felony warrant for embezzlement because, according to the paperwork, 20 years earlier, she had rented a VHS copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and failed to return it. So the company, before it went out of business, as they all did eventually, of course, decided they wanted to recoup some of their losses and just filed these felony warrants against everybody who had failed to return one of their videotapes, one of their VHSs, in the amount of $58.76, what they said this thing was worth. And so now, she's a felon. 
And she said, looking back, because she never got any word of it. She lived in the same place in Oklahoma. They never contacted her. She never got any paperwork. <clears throat> they just filed these, these uh, lawsuits against everybody. And uh, she said, looking back, some things made more sense. She would have a few jobs in Oklahoma. After a couple of weeks, she would get fired. They would never say why. But she says, now it makes sense because if you get hired somewhere and they're doing a background check, um, and all it will come up as is fel felony embezzlement charge. It won't say why. It won't talk about the VHS tape or anything. And so employers see that, and they're like, oh, we don't want her working here. She's going to rip us off. She's going to steal from us. She said, now it makes sense why, uh, for some reason, they they were firing her from these uh, jobs. And I think it's important that everybody do a criminal background check on themselves because when block, right before Blockbuster went completely out of business, they did the same thing. They just filed a whole bunch of uh, lawsuits trying to get money from people in the hundreds of thousands of dollars across all their chains, across America, all their stores. I said that... Uh, People had failed to return, you know, a VHS tape or maybe a DVD or a Blu-ray disc. They were trying to get it back, trying to cover some of their losses before they went completely out of business. Uh, so it's possible that other people have this problem and are not even aware of it because they don't contact you. They just file these things, and it could come up if you get pulled over for something, uh, looking for a job. You might not get it. Don't know why. So uh, I think that's a lesson learned. I think that was a shitty way to go about it from these companies. They knew they were going to go out of business. They knew they were going the way of the dodo. Nobody wants to go there and deal with people anymore and get everything online. Uh, but that's what they did, trying to get some of the money back. And so now, even though uh, the locals in Oklahoma are going to drop the charges because they're like, oh, well, this is bullshit, but we had to work on it because it was an open case, she still has to file and go to court on the federal level to get it expunged from her record. So until that happens, she is going to have a felony charge on her federal record following her around for a copy of a VHS tape. That, according to her, she never rented. She said she didn't like Sabrina. She never watched it. She didn't care about it. The only thing she can think of is somebody rented it out in her name and forgot to bring it back. But uh, nobody ever said anything to her, and she was living in the same place in Oklahoma until she moved to uh, Texas. So, And you never know when they're going to get you, man. You just never know when they're going to get you. But if you, if you never experienced that, having to go to a video store to get movies, it was a weird thing because you walk in, they got all these empty boxes of the... Uh, the artwork for the film, you know, sitting on the shelves. You'd have to go through, find the one you want, take it up to the front. You'd need a membership, have to show your membership card. They would take the VHS or the DVD, whatever it was, as they advanced, put it in the case, give it to you, and then you would go out, and then the next day, you would, you know, you would have to watch it that night and then come back and uh, return it and do the whole thing over. Uh, it was a hassle. It was a pain. But it was even more of a pain when you had to do the porn, because all these places had a little corner in the back. <laughs> they had a little corner room in the back. They usually had a red curtain. And uh, above that, they had a sign that says, oh, XXX, 18 plus adults only. And everybody knew what that was for. So at the same time, you had mom and dad and maybe two kids in there shopping for their uh, family night movie that they wanted to watch that was kid friendly. 
right next door in that room, you had Ass Blasters 4 and Jane Does the Gang Bang 8 or something like that. It's like they're looking for Star Wars, I'm looking for, for Star Whores. Well, you would have to go in and pretend you were looking for another movie, of course, because you don't want to be an obvious perv. You had to go and pretend like you were looking for another movie, look out of the corner of your eye, and wait until you were sure nobody was looking, then kind of sneak behind the curtain. Yeah. Then you would find uh, whatever uh, fetish you were into, whatever thing you were into, and then you would leave, kind of look around, hope nobody's watching, and take it right to the front. Now, the people that worked in these stores back then, the guys, they were all like, they, they thought they were movie critics, and they knew what was the best artistic movies. And they would judge you on regular movies, right? Like you'd hand them a regular movie, and uh, they would look at it, and if they didn't deem it fit, they would just kind of give you an eye roll like, oh, I can't believe you're going to watch this. <clears throat> Very judgmental these people were. But it was worse with the porn, because you take it up there, and if you got a guy, you would hand it over, he would look at it and kind of give you one of these nods, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smirk a little bit, check you out. Now you enjoy that now, you hear? <laughs> you know? But God forbid, man, if you got a girl up there, oh, man, that was horrible because you'd go up there with your little porn, you know, and you'd hand it to the, the, the female clerk, and uh, she would look at it, and then say, uh, no eye contact after that, like none. Like you would just hurry, get your order, she'd put it in a bag and, you know, Lift the bag up with two fingers because even the thought of that movie touching the bag was enough to creep her out like a, it contained the AIDS virus or something. And you were just kind of hand it to you and uh, make an excuse to go do something else. Like even if you were the only one in there, she would just act busy. So no eye contact. I don't want to talk to this perv. We know what you're going to go home and do. All right. And uh, then you would bring it back, of course. Uh but it was true, you know, you'd go home and then four minutes later, you'd like, you, you were done. You're like, well, at least me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, what am I going to do with the rest 80 minutes of this movie? I don't know. I only got it for one night. I guess I'm going to go for a twofer. <laughs> Never got to finish a whole one. I mean, for me, you know, one 90-minute porn would last me a long time because it's only two minutes at a time. Two minutes, I'm done. Yeah. And the next day, okay, let's cue it up from where I left off. <laughs> I'm done. Ah. Just, uh. You get all the jizz out, and then you feel horrible. Then you're like, oh, I can't believe I rented this. Now people know I rented this. I'm a horrible person. I'm a degenerate. I'm, I'm a terrible human being. Got all this uh, post-jizz guilt going on because you're such a creep. Now you got to take it back and do the walk of shame. You know, it was all embarrassing. That's why I like technology now. I can get the porn on my phone, go in the bathroom, jerk one off real quick. Nobody knows what happened. Don't have to deal with anybody else. But that's the way we had to do it back in the day. All right. Uh, but yeah, I encourage you to do a criminal background check on yourself. I mean, how many of you can say for sure that you've absolutely never rented a movie from a place like this if you're of a certain age and just forgot to take it back? That obviously happens a lot because, like I said, Blockbuster has hundreds of thousands of dollars, they say, in people who have never returned their stuff. So... Is it possible you listening, watching right now, could have a lawsuit somewhere for a felony for a, a six, what they say, a $60 movie, TV show maybe? I don't know. But uh, it never hurts to check. 
maybe that's why some of these people can't get jobs. It's not, it's like, hey, I've applied for everything. I'm qualified. Nobody wants to hire me. Maybe it's because on your record it says you have a felony charge. Uh, and that would be horrible if it wound up being for a porn. Like, you, you always bring the porn back. Everybody knows that because you don't want the police showing up at your door saying, hey, the video store said you didn't bring back, uh, you know, <laughs> your, your copy of Ass Blasters. You have to, uh, you don't want to be a, you don't want to have that charge on your record. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, like I said, I'll be back in my regular upload schedule. Uh, thank you for watching, liking, subscribing, listening, commenting, all that good stuff. Check out all my links down below if you want to send me a tweet, want to send me a twat. Uh, my Twitter is down below. Uh, a live show app. They do not sponsor me, but I love this app. It's free. Just download it, listen to comedians three times a day, three minute sets. You can go back and listen to every single show they've had since they started the app. And uh, watch these comedians as they progress. And like I said, it's absolutely free to do. If you want to perform for three minutes, you can sign up for free. But you don't have to. You can just download and listen or go ahead and watch the past shows. It's all up to you. Uh, also down below is my PayPal. If you want to send me money, I promise to use it for good and not evil. If you think beer is good, that's what I mean. Depending on how you feel about beer. I'll buy beer. That's what I'm saying. And I will thank you for it. All right, that'll do it for this one. Uh, remember, don't stick anything in your ass you can't get out. You don't want to be one of those guys that has the x-ray at the hospital <laughs> in the special room. All right, I'll talk to you guys in the next one.